Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio with your hosts, Rachel Archelaus and Megan Grandelmeyer. Merging spirituality and business on the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Hi everyone, it's Megan Crandlemeyer here with Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio. And I am here today with my co-host Rachel Archelaus. Hello. And we are so happy you are joining us. It is Tuesday, January 6th, 2015. So happy new year to everyone. Um, we are broadcasting live right now, and if you would like to call in and uh, share um, a thought for today, maybe a goal that you set or a resolution, or you would like a reading with Rachel, you can call us at 347-308-8788. Rachel, is the chat open today? Yep, just opened it. So come and talk to us in there. Say hello. Ask us questions. It's always a fun time. Awesome. So if you have a free account with blogtalkradio.com, then you can find our show up there and you can join us in the chat. And we always welcome your questions about your spiritual business or your life purpose journey or anything else you want to talk about. Uh, We have a website, soulfulpreneur.com, and full is spelled with two L's. And you can also find us on Facebook if you search for Soulfulpreneur. And our past shows are now all archived on iTunes. And you can also find us on YouTube in addition to Blog Talk Radio. And Stitcher. And Stitcher. (laughs) We're getting out there. (laughs) Yeah, we are. That's so exciting. So... um, And um, today we're going to be talking about vibrational goals, which we're excited to do. And um, just um, to mention that we're part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network, and it's a network for all things metaphysical, and there's a whole team of radio show hosts, and you can learn more about the Enlightenment Evolution Network on their Facebook page, if you just search on that. And they have um, radio shows on really every day of the week. And so just check out that page uh, for more info. And at the end of our show, we will um, mention some of those shows that are coming up. And just to um, remind people that any opinions expressed on Soulfulpreneur Radio by us or our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. So, Rachel, it is great to connect with you in a new year. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So we had, we had quite a year last year. I can't believe we've already been doing this for six months. I know. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, I mean, it was probably almost a year ago that we started tossing the idea around a little bit. Yep. And then here it is, you know, six months, seven months later, and we have so many exciting things planned for 2015. We have some amazing guests including Sonia Choquette, who should be on with us sometime in April. And then we have author and medium and scholar Julia Asante, and she'll be on in February. Looking forward to speaking with her. And I think at some point in 2015, we'll speak with Kyle Cease, who's a fabulous comedian and transformational speaker. So super funny, like ridiculously, amazingly new-agey funny. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So this this today is so perfect. We're talking about vibrational goals. And at first, though, I want to know, do you, are you a planner? Did you have, like, resolutions in the past? Overall, I am not. I have really never been the type at the beginning of the year to say I'm going to change all these things about myself. Um, I'm not a huge goal setter. I set them more loosely. I definitely am ambitious, and I always like to say that I'm a backwards goal setter. Like a lot of times I'm at a point, and then I turn around and look back. I'm like, wow, I just did this, this, and this, and and reached this goal. But 
but last year and after working with you a bunch and and just my whole shift in perception of everything, I, I do have this large whiteboard in my office and I did take the time to just write down some ideas and different things that I wanted to do. Um, and I put 2014 at the top and just wrote them all down. And I was kind of surprised as I cleaned off the board the other day how many of those things actually happened, which made me think, gee, all those people that say you should write down your goals, maybe they're actually kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And I think that's perfect that it's in a place that you, you see every day. It's not just tucked away in a notebook somewhere. Yeah, I have to have it out for me if it if it's tucked away, out of sight, out of mind. Mhm. So, how about you? Are you a a goal setter? Does the new year inspire you to to set new plans or do you do that throughout the year? What do you think? I always felt like when I when I was young, I had to plan everything. Like I had a 5-year plan, a 10-year plan. Everything was like so overthought. And it always seemed to really never, ever, ever work. Like nothing I ever wanted <laughs> ever happened to me. And so I guess I was around 20 when I realized like that just is not working for me. And so I completely stopped and really just switched over to using inspiration to guide my life. And and that works out really well. So now when I have an idea for something even if it's not going to be accomplished for three years or 20 years, um, I I just go with the flow. And I know that if it's inspired, um, it'll do whatever it needs to do. Like, it'll achieve whatever it needs to achieve. And so that's really how I live now. And it works out great. And this year, actually, I am fulfilling one of those inspirations that I had when I was 20. So that's Ooh. 12 years in the making and not having any attachment to it, not forcing it, it's now culminating. Like it'll be, you know, a, a physical, tangible thing that I can share with the world in a couple months. How exciting! Yeah, it's totally exciting. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, I, I think it's important that you know we don't necessarily push timelines on things, right? Mm-hmm. Like when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I mean, there are little things that you can easily do and make happen quickly, but some of those loftier goals, if you just kind of go with the flow, which it sounds like you did, even if it took 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I do, though, is instead of planning for specific things, I I decide how I want to feel and you know, what my what I want my vibration to be. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And we all we both have some really great examples of how this has worked for us. And so if you have examples of that or you have questions for us, then call us at 347-308-8788 or join us in the chat. Um, yeah, so vibrational goals, you know, I think of it as like your state of being. So last year, my vibration that I wanted to achieve was joyful wealth. That's what it felt like to me. So when I sat down and I put that into my body of like what it feels like to be just joyfully wealthy, you know, no strings attached, just here it is, you're abundant, you've got choices, you're, you know, filled with all this wonderful wealth. Um, I I put that in my body, and so I felt like I had it. To me, that's what a vibrational goal is. It's like, how do you want to feel? And you can go inside and really ask yourself that and come up with a word to describe that feeling and then just put it in your body every day and see what happens. And Mm -hmm. and it created tremendous results for me last year. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You're different when your state of being is different. When you're feeling wealthy, even if you're doing it to yourself, even if you're just telling yourself that you want to feel wealthy, you see the world differently. Um, you you see it through a different filter. It's no longer, you know, the world being against you. It's like you see the beautiful parts of it. You see how you could be wealthy. You're more grateful for what you already do have. And so... I feel like it works not in a magical, metaphysical way necessarily, but in a really practical brainwave perception kind of way. 
So let us know. What are your goals for this year? When when we really boil things down, we're always just after a feeling. Yeah. Stuff is just stuff. It's how it makes us feel. And we get lost in the stuff sometimes and, and we forget that. Mm-hmm. That, that um, you know, having XYZ, having the new whatever, TV in your house or the new phone, okay, once you have it, the novelty wears off quickly unless it's bringing you a feeling. That's my thought. Yeah. I know. And it's like we always forget that. Mm -hmm. I even do it, too, when I see something brand shiny new. And, you know, my brain will convince me that all the reasons why I need to have it or why I'll enjoy it forever. And then (laughs) sometimes, like, my ballet bar, right? I really wanted to practice ballet. I thought it was so beautiful. I thought it was a great way to work out because it's fun. But... (laughs) I didn't use it very much when I lived in Southbury, and now I haven't even put it together yet here, and we've been here for like four months. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we can just like reminisce about that. What are the things you you were dying to have, and where are they now? Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, and I think that... Uh, did you get to watch, I, I'm a huge fan of Jerry Seinfeld, and I happened to watch um, a clip of him on Jimmy Fallon. It was my first time seeing Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show, but um, Jerry Seinfeld did a great you know, 10-minute little skit, and one of his things he talked about was how we all have too much stuff and how our homes are really just a place for our stuff to just deteriorate and die and how the stuff we bring into our house, you know, at first it's, oh, it's in the living room or the kitchen. It has like a prime spot and then <laughs> it gets moved maybe to an, another room or maybe a closet and, and then it gets moved out to the garage and, <laughs> yeah, you know, or basement depending on where you live. And then and uh, now garage is, <laughs> is very close to garbage. You know, we just add a B and it's in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so amazing. You know, we have a, 36-inch television upstairs in in an armoire that's probably, you know, 400 pounds. And I remember buying it in 2000 when we had built a new house out in Minnesota, and we were so excited. We had this place in the living room, big TV, 36 inches. is huge. You could see it from the kitchen. And, you know, it was wonderful. And now... I, I can't get it out of my bedroom. I can't get it down the stairs. It's so heavy. And I literally would just have to, if I can get it out, put it down by the street. And nobody's going to take it. But it was so exciting at the time. So we, you know, yeah, get too excited over material things because one day they're in the garage. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I know. I think we can all kind of, get those purchases in our mind right now and 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 then think about what it does after like what is your you know how do you feel about seeing that every day knowing that you know you don't really want it does it take up mental space you know does it kind of drag you down a little bit it may not in this scenario but um yeah yeah have you gone into debt for things that you then regretted like those kinds of things exactly all of which affect your personal vibration, yep. your, your feeling, your mood about yourself. If if you're purchasing things and then they're making you feel bad, because like you said, you you can't afford it, or it it put you in debt, or you, you bought it for the wrong reasons. You bought it to keep up with the Joneses instead of because it was something that spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can drag you down. Yeah. But we're not here to do that today. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah. So switching over from writing down, like, you know, what things you want to accomplish specifically or what things you want in your life, like, to purchase, um, we do it a little differently. And so it's a little more fun, too, because it's so open-ended. And then your life kind of becomes an adventure instead of how do I achieve this thing. Instead of that... And being more like strategic and practical, um, it's more like what's going to unfold? Where is this going to take me? What's going to appear because of me aligning with this vibration? So I just find it to be a little bit more exciting and inspiring and playful. 
Um, yeah. Besides, um, I, I used to write about this a lot and how we can plan for something magical, wonderful, but what are you missing along the way when you're trying to achieve that one thing? Because often to achieve something, you have to be more tunnel visioned. You have to have you know a lot of focus. You have to be turning down a lot of different things. And and sometimes it's not a very fun path, right? Like we put ourselves through misery often to achieve something that when we get there, it's cool for like 15 minutes and then it's not anymore. And so we look back and we're like, why did I spend all that time doing that? But when you're vibrationally aligned and like that's what your goal is, to feel a certain way all the time, you're not waiting until some end point. And so the whole journey becomes something really fun and exciting. Very true. Very true. Um, for for me, what I think I've discovered, especially in the last year, is that I I don't tend to want to focus on just one particular thing. I am enjoying having kind of a variety of little projects, all of which have small goals and um, and and nice rewards and, and good feelings associated with it, whether it's photography and working on a new project there or in my business learning uh, a new software package and being able to offer that to clients and having that experience of learning new software, new tools, and and having that feeling of growth there. It's, it's nice. So for me, having multiple things to work on has been really fun. Yeah, that way all my eggs are not in one basket, and if one thing isn't going well, I've got the other to to uh, perk me up and bring that vibration up, and and in which case that brings all of those goals closer to me. Mhm. Yeah. So if you had to sum up, what do you think your preferred vibration is like when you're going into a meditative state or when you're trying to feel good? What does it feel like to you? Like, how would you describe it? Uh, for me, I think my vibrational goal is first a sense of calmness. I, I do not like chaos, um, things like that. So I like things to be calm and, and, and fairly settled. And then I just love that feeling of personal accomplishment, like personal learning, whether it's learning something new on my camera and taking a photograph and bringing it into Lightroom and, and just looking at it and thinking, wow, I captured this moment. I did this. It's it's unique to me. It's a moment for me. Um, so it's just that personal sense of accomplishment. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of this photograph or doesn't need to win in any awards. It's just, wow, I feel good that I created that. So I love that feeling. Mm. Um and and focusing just on how I feel about it versus, oh, this is going to be judged by somebody else. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. If I like it, it's good. That's, that's fabulous because what I know about you is that you used to worry about not being creative and you would worry about, you know, what it would mean if you did something and if you failed. Like you mm-hmm. were very judgmental of yourself and, you didn't really allow yourself to open up much because of that. Yeah. And so this, look what it's allowed you to do. I mean, last year was filled with creative projects and chances and, you know, going out on a limb. It really was, yeah. And I think for some reason for me, you know, everybody's different. I, I did take some painting classes, and I'm not quitting my day job. I'm not becoming Monet. <laughs> uh, I still had a lot of fun. I do find that... Uh, I think the best part, what a surprise, the best part of my painting class, which was a community ed class I took here in Connecticut, was all the other people in the class. They were just a hoot. And um, it was eight weeks of Monday nights with this eclectic group of people. So I loved the social aspect. I think I was (laughs) the worst painter there. I could never quite finish or keep up, but it was super fun and I got what I wanted out of it. Um, But but doing that and then being able to be in that class and know that I know I'm judging myself, and but I'm making a joke too here of, of my painting skills, but I didn't really care. I didn't mind that I was kind of the worst one there. That felt good. I was like, hey, I'm still here. I'm, I'm still creating. 
And so it was a chance to just not be so hard on myself and to just kind of chuckle like, okay, this isn't my skill. But the photography always has been a, um, a skill for me and just letting myself play was fun. And I actually submitted some photographs to a contest here in Connecticut just for the experience of doing that. Like, how, how do you submit photos? And, and then how does it work? How do they get judged? So I actually drove. It was about a half an hour away. And I watched the process. And I realized, wow, I shouldn't have submitted these five pictures. <laughs> but I learned a ton. And this year, my goal is to do it again. And I don't mind if I come in last. It, it's just fun to be there and be a part of it. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And... And you taught a class where you were, you know, you probably wouldn't have done that before on that subject anyway. Um. Yes, that was a huge challenge. And and (laughs) I will thank Rachel right here on the air for for talking me off the ledge and pushing (laughs) me into the deep end of the pool (laughs) to do that. But I taught a um, psychic development for beginners class in uh, Connecticut at um, a place called Sound in Newtown, Connecticut. And it was a class that Rachel originally taught, and she asked me to take it over when she moved to Phoenix. And I said, sure. And then when it was time to do it, I was like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I'm not qualified. I'm not psychic enough. I'm not this, that, and the other. And the one thing you said is, I think you're really going to enjoy it, Megan, once you do it. And I did. And I loved it. Um, And so... But it did require me to jump in the deep end of the pool and, and just do it and feel it out. And and what I found was once I was in that class, my vibration, my feeling about myself, it just rose to the occasion. You know, there's that point where fear paralyzes you and you just have to say, just do it anyway. Do it anyway. And it was one of the best experiences I had. I had seven women in the class. They bonded beautifully. It was such a growth experience. I'm teaching it again. It starts in a couple of weeks here. Um, and I just, yeah, I I think we don't allow ourselves to rise to the occasion because we just, the fear holds us back. Mm-hmm. But it does help to have a good friend to nudge you here and there. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I need it, too. It's like we need those people to see the real us and our capabilities when we're so locked in fear that we can't do it for ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We we need somebody who can see the bigger picture. So and how about you, Rachel? You had such a huge year. I, I met you, you know, almost two years ago and. You know, you had what I would say a small business going and a little bit of coaching going, and you we spoke about that, and you kind of told me a few things about what you wanted to do, and then you just blossomed <laughs> and ramped like crazy. So how did that happen? How did you get that those things to happen so quickly? Because it did happen very quickly for you. I think it was two things. One thing was that I always knew I could do this. And so I was sort of always acting like I was where I wanted to be. Like I was making videos. I was, you know, producing a lot of different content. I was teaching different classes and talking to people about what I did. And it didn't bother me where I was. You know, I felt good in doing what I was doing. Just like you and your painting wasn't the best painting that you could do, but you still felt great about it. With my business where it was when we met, I was still happy with it and just plugging along with a smile. And But then I kind of thought, well, I would really like to see where this goes. And so that's really when I adopted that vibration of, like, I I have complete joyful wealth. Like, this is great. And I just put it on like a coat, you know. It doesn't mean I had it completely when I put the coat on, but... I just wanted to play in that vibration. And you don't need anything to change outside of your body, like in your physical life, to adopt a new vibration. You know, it's just something that you can do. We're built with that capability as humans. Like we can play in our imagination and we can have different feelings come up in our body whenever we want. And so I did. And I really just created from that place. And I thought, well... If I had a bigger business, what would I do? And um, if I had this feeling in me all the time, how would I act and what decisions would I make? And I just worked from that place 
and and it happened. You know, I, like people just came and signed up, and and a lot of marketing that I did do um, worked, but a lot of it didn't work. And the funny thing about that is that even though I tried some things last year that didn't go well at all, people tended more to just call me out of the blue and sign up for me, like give me lots of money who had never really known me before, who just said, I want to work with you. You're the person that I want to work with. And so, you know, putting on that vibration, it does a couple of things. Obviously, it makes you feel better. It makes you feel more confident. But it also kind of reaches its tendrils out to other people and helps pull them into you know, so they can see you, what you're doing, and how it connects with them. So I feel like you're kind of covering all your bases energetically, physically, um, personally, when you're working with a vibration like that. So I think that has a lot to do with my growth. Well, I think the fact that you talked about how not everything worked, not every marketing uh, plan that you came up with worked, and you didn't let that discourage you. That's really huge because I think what you're putting out there is, oh, that didn't work. Let's try again. That didn't work. Let's try again. Oh, that one did work. Great. Instead of being discouraged. So there was never that down moment. It was more like, okay, I learned from that. Yeah. Build. Learn from that. Build. Um, and that's awesome. Every successful person will say, if you're not adding to your failures daily, then you're not growing. Mm-hmm. So. It doesn't matter how much experience you have. Some things are just not going to work. But it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means, like, you know, you move on. Um, Yep. One of the examples I have is that I created a class about vibration and money. And I think only one person paid to sign up. But I did it live anyway. It was great. I invited my private clients into the class. So it was uh, full and we could have good discussions in there. But what I did is I recorded it, and now I use it as a bonus for joining the Soul-Centered Business Boot Camp um, when you full pay. And so it's like, you know, it, it kind of saved me some work of, how, you know, having to create a bonus and having to record a class. I got to do it live. I got to do it with the great energy of the people who took the class. And, yeah, it was it was fabulous. So, you just have to reframe it. You know, if if it doesn't work out how you expected it to, then how can you reframe it so that it was a success? Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. That's terrific. Mhm. So, and it's a great class. Like I I really still love it. Still stand by it. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes people create stuff and it isn't until years later that you know certain things will catch on or a book will be 20 years old and now it's at the forefront, you know? It's interesting. So yeah. nothing's ever wasted if you did it from from uh, your heart mm-hmm. and you created it because you wanted to, you know? Again, if you're happy with it, then it's just, it's a part of the universe and it'll find its way. That's Absolutely. great. So, you, yeah, you were talking about how you you almost started to, to feel what your vibration like feel what it would be like to have like abundant wealth which is awesome and I think you can get really creative um feeling that so if okay you don't have infinite money right now but maybe um you want to improve how you look or your clothes because your clothes make you feel a certain way and and so I think you can get really creative by um I don't know, going to Goodwill and looking for interesting new stuff or borrowing stuff from friends or using accessories or, you know, scouring Pinterest for new ways to wear what you currently have. So I think there's fun ways that you can get into creating that vibration, even if some of the things in your physical world haven't changed yet. Yeah. And, you know, I've got a great example of that now. Like last year was joyful wealth for me. This year is it's more about feeling safe as I share more authentically. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with the project that's coming into um, a form that you'll he'll hear more about later on. And, you know, it's something that's so me, it's so personal that it's been a little scary to bring that out into the world. And so 
my vibration, of course, is safety. And I feel, you know, feeling totally safe and sharing everything. But part of what I'm doing this year is I'm kind of uh, looking at my joyful wealth and putting it in different places, like asset allocation, like where, what part of my money do I want to be saving? What part of my money do I want to be investing? What part do I want to go back into the business? And I'm looking at that more closely because it's, it's fun for me right now. And I decided that I want to cut back on my expenses a bit so that I have more um, more money to travel with, more money to save. And so that could send me into this like, oh, I can't afford that right now. Oh, I can't afford this right now mentality and like bring me back down or put me in a state of lack. But instead of that, I decided because there's no lack in my life. I'm just going to be more grateful for what I have and put my focus and attention on the abundance that I'm not really taking into consideration that I have already. Mm-hmm. Like all the courses that I bought last year and I didn't even look at. Or the clothes that I just haven't hemmed yet and so I haven't worn. Or, you know, like reorganizing my crystal collection so that it, you know, I can see the ones I've been forgetting about. Like we all have so much around us that we just aren't valuing and if we just revalue what we already have we'll we won't feel as you know like we're missing out on buying these things that's just been my example for this month anyway oh that's great that's great it's probably a great time too to kind of take assessment of what is it you have and and to even let go of some things um that maybe are even holding you down or making you feel you know whatever that you don't need them anymore I do find that cleaning out is a great way to raise my vibration and I'm left with those items or those projects or those classes I truly from the heart want to work on and I get rid of the clutter that I'm just you know I've outgrown or it's missed its time so yeah I think that's great we have we have so much, so much to play with, right? Yeah, I know. And we're in such a consumer society that we're always looking for the next thing to get. But when we keep doing that, we can give ourselves a moment of like looking back and being like, oh, well, I already bought that and I didn't use it yet. You know, it's still brand new. It can still give me that feeling of like acquiring something. Um, I have so many books on my bookshelf that I haven't read yet. I have so many um, you know, even paintings to make and all sorts of yummy things to experience. Yeah, absolutely. I I know I have I have a whole stack of books you gave me from when you moved. Oh yeah, <laughs> that haven't even made it out of the bag yet, but I know they're there, mm-hmm. and they're all fun stuff. So yeah, it'd be fun to just take an afternoon and and go through those. Like, okay, what do I have? Instead of going to the bookstore and getting something new, maybe explore what it is I currently have and I might find a new passion right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So do you use any kind of vision board or any, you know, big visual? I mentioned I use my whiteboard a bit to write some things down. I I don't, no, but... Um, when I have something in mind that I'm really excited about or I have a vibration that I'm working with that I really want to capture and like hold on to, I'll make a painting of it. Mm. So a year and a half ago, I made a painting of my business and it's like beautiful and big and sparkly and green and purple and swirly. And I look at that every day. And so, um, and so I can see, you know, the vibration that my business has and how magical it is and all the nuances and stuff. And I normally do that for the new year as well. Like I'll I'll make a painting of the year ahead so I can kind of get a feel for it. And um, I'm actually going to be teaching how to do that in a free webinar at the end of the month. So I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. And maybe you can share a picture of that purple sparkly painting you mentioned maybe you yeah share that on facebook or something i know i've I seen will. it and it's beautiful and i what i love about your paintings is that they're you they're abstract they're color um they're not like specific objects or yeah it's mm-hmm. more you you paint a feeling yeah which i love maybe i'll have more success with that because painting a shed didn't 
work so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I mean, I'm I've never been a very good realism artist, and so uh, I've been painting all my life. But when it when I went to art school part time in um, in high school, and I always got really good grades on composition, but when it came down to like technique, I always got it was terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go with what you know, go with what you do, don't feel bad about what you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So do you think that um, that changing old habits is probably really important when we start talking about raising our vibration? And I think I think it is. I think it's a hard thing to do. We fall back sometimes on fears or old habits and do you have any suggestions for people on on how to maybe change a habit or change a oh you know I always feel like a victim nothing goes my way or you know my mom always says this or I'm I'm not good at that how do we get out of those habits yeah so i mean i i'm a really firm believer in adding in what you want so that the old stuff just isn't relevant anymore. Like, mm. I used to smoke cigarettes, and it was something that I had quit and gone back to and quit and gone back to, and it's like, it was so, so hard for me to let it go, and I felt shame about it, and I didn't want to tell anybody, and I hid it for a while, and it was like, it was just a horrible, like, energy-sucking, health-killing thing that I did, even though I knew about, nutrition and I knew about health and I knew I didn't want that um, it was still kind of a real big thing in my life and what finally got me over it was I decided you know what if this is what I'm doing I'm going to love it I'm going to enjoy it I'm not going to feel shame about it it's going to be great and you know what two weeks after I decided that it fell away and so my judging it and my feeling shame about it really glued it to me and and made it so it was like a part of me. Like I was holding on to it so tightly that I couldn't let it go. But then when I just decided to accept it and to go with it and to be happy about it, it had the space to go away. Um, and what changed in my vibration was huge. So if you think about feeling shame, like put it in your body right now. Like how do you feel when you feel shame? Right? You're like sunken in. It's like you want to get in the fetal position. Like my lower limbs are heavy. I don't want to move. That's a really low vibration. But if you think about acceptance and joy and pleasure, like you you want to stand up and jump around. And so I just switched my vibration. And those old things that I was doing that I didn't want to do anymore just left. There was no room for them. Like they could be released. And so whenever anybody has a habit they don't want, I just instruct them to find the vibration they do want to feel. Like, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel abundant? Do you want to feel healthy? Do you want to feel excited or peaceful or whatever? And then just put it on every single day like a coat. In the morning, align with it for five minutes. Anytime you feel like you're losing it during the day, put it back on. It, it takes seconds to do. And that will just automatically give space to those things you don't want to do. And after a while, you'll realize like, oh, I haven't even thought about that in a while. I haven't done that. You know, I haven't even had a craving or I haven't wanted to call my ex-boyfriend who I really don't like. Um, that's been the most successful way for me and really the only way I've been able to let go of things. Wow, that's huge. I wow. The smoking <laughs> thing, that's so interesting when you said, well, so I decided I'm just going to love the smoking and feel good about it and not feel shameful about it and that's when the habit ended. That's That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. Uh, I never I'll, really thought about it, you know. Like, yeah. it's really a different way to approach it. It really is. Like, no, I'm going to like it. And then but what you liked was just feeling good about yourself. The action didn't matter until then that action just fell away. Yeah. And it switched really quickly to like, you know, giving up coffee and giving up alcohol and eating, you know, healthier stuff because 
it was the feeling good that was propelling me, not the have to and should. Mm-hmm. Or the, or even that physical item. It was just the yeah 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 the feeling. Interesting. Wow. So I feel like we need. Maybe I'll get my mom, who's an accomplished seamstress, to make like a cape. We need like a soulfulpreneur cape that's like the, you know, you said it, putting on the, the vibration like a coat yeah. or a cape, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe just pin on that cape, this is how I want to feel, and just put it on to remind yourself, like, this is how, this is me, this is how I feel, not not down and and out and depressed, but no, it's this, so. hmm uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, and I used this example last night when I was talking to Daniel Scranton on his show mm-hmm. about it's it's like blowing up a balloon inside of you, like putting those good feelings inside of yourself, you know, f- putting that coat on with that vibration. It's like you're blowing up a balloon inside of you and all that good stuff is pushing out all the stuff that's beneath it. So all that anger, all that resentment, all the victimhood, there's it's no there's nowhere for it to hide because you're filling yourself with something so much bigger and better and stronger. So you don't have to do anything on purpose to get rid of it. You just have to keep your vibration high and it'll automatically push out that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a magic cape. Rachel. Yeah. I'm just picturing a cape and it's purple and sparkly and we're going to get one made in 2015. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So do you think it's probably important to do a little self-reflection then, right, as we move ahead to 2015 and kind of, I I remember we did a really nice show in 2014 about patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably good to just notice those, right? Keep keep that in mind as we we move forward. Habits are, are often patterns. Mm-hmm. And just noticing them is is one of the the big ways I think of changing them is just to notice. Like for me in 2014, I worked a bit on um, health and losing just a few pounds. I had about 10 pounds I wanted to lose. I'm I'm physically quite fit, but I just like food a lot. And so in order to to change that pattern, I had to first become really conscious of it and. And the way I did that was actually using an app on my phone, and I started logging food. Just everything I ate, every single bite had to go in. And um, and that self-awareness was amazing. Mm-hmm. Was like, oh, wow. You know, never mind adding up the calories, but, you know, why am I eating and when am I eating and, and what's the – am I actually thirsty instead of hungry? So just that reflecting every time – was really helpful for me. And now it's become a new habit, and I'm much more self-aware. I don't have to use the app anymore, but I'm just very aware. I sort of use it in my head. <laughs> like, okay, write this down. Mm, that's you, cool. Yeah, you just had these gluten-free crackers and this much hummus or or keeping track of portions and all. But I just, uh, for me, it, it was a training I had to go through a little bit. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, using an app helped that. And I think it just helped raise my vibration to where I now enjoy seeking out the better choices and watching the portions and realizing, oh, I'm satisfied with half of what I used to eat. Or, Yeah. That's really huge because I think a lot of people have something they want to change, but they don't do anything differently to get there. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is you just feel bad about yourself, like, oh, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right, but you decided like I'm going to do something. I'm going to log this. I'm going to actually change my behavior, become more aware, use this tool to help me. And now you don't even need the tool, but because you changed your behavior, it's helped you become more aware and keep you there. Yes, absolutely. I was listening to um, a short video by John Azaraf, who's new to me, but we talked about it earlier that you know you you knew who he was, um, and he was talking about when you're setting out like a goal or um, that being interested in 
some sort of goal or something you want to do versus being committed and kind of what the difference was. And so I think for several years here, I've been interested in losing a few pounds, but definitely was also interested in having that happen really easily (laughs) and without a lot of effort on my part and just do what everybody else does and, oh, exercise a little more and blah, blah, blah. But when I became committed instead of just interested in making the change, that's when change actually happened. And what committed meant was using my fitness pal every day and not just sometimes. And it was kind of fun that that app actually um, on a day where I'd forget to put it in, I would get this little message, you know, you still have a few hours to keep your 14-day streak going of using this oh. app. And I'm like, how cool is that? Like, I didn't even know it would do that. And um, But it helped, you know, keep me on track. So, yeah, I think we have to be pretty honest with ourselves. Am I interested in, in this goal but not really enough to make any real changes or am I really committed to this goal? And I don't think being committed means, you, you know, you have to be one track mind. This is all I'm doing morning, noon, and night. I just think it means taking inspired action mm-hmm. and, and committing to to that inspired action and, and not biting off more than you can chew. Uh, but yeah, you know, using a little app on my phone or on my computer, okay, it wasn't that hard to do. Um, so. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's the story of a lot of people who want to change um, their business. Like, if you, you know, you're working in a job you don't like and maybe you're, you've been interested in starting your own thing or getting some freelance work, but it, you haven't really done anything yet or you have a small business and it's not really going anywhere, there's a piece missing and that's that commitment to seeing what could happen if you really put more effort into it or, you know, looking around or really deciding that this is what you want to do. And, and that's really when the help comes. Like that's when you find the app. That's when you get the call from a friend who can help you. Like Mm -hmm. when you make a decision and when you're committed, that's kind of when the forces align in your favor. Very true. Very true. Um, just keep in mind, yeah, when you pick something, pick it for the right reason, right? It's mm-hmm. from from the heart. It's something you really do want to do and you're not doing it because somebody told you to do it or your parents expect you to do it or but it's yeah, pick something that is meaningful to you. You you want to do it. It feels right to you. You feel that yes in your soul. And then, yeah, a little bit of commitment and a little bit of action. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's just like alignment 101. So Mm -hmm. when you have that vibration in you of commitment or whatever it is you're doing, whatever vibration you're aligning with, um, safety, authenticity, expression, peace, like attracts like. And so you'll meet the people that can help you and you'll meet the people who've already done what you've done and you can learn from them and all the tools and resources that you need will become a little bit more um, in your view, like you'll see them easier where before you would have just passed them over and not given them any value. So it's, and that's really even just perception. You know, that's not anything metaphysical. We have such a limited perception with our brains that um, we have to tell our brain what to see. Mm-hmm. And I just find neuroscience so exciting because it's proving all these things that we already knew about in metaphysics. Um, But it's really true. Like, and what Einstein said of, you know, you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. You can't be in victimhood and pull yourself out. You have to change your perception of yourself. You have to change your state of being or your vibration in order to get yourself out of that. There has to be that decision first of like, okay, enough. I'm not here anymore. I'm better than this. Let's do something. Right? So you change your vibration and then you can liberate yourself. So That's that's a really powerful quote. I want you to say that quote again about the solving a problem. Yeah, so you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. I love that. Yeah. Einstein is full of amazing quotes. Yeah. Yeah, there's an, another quote similar to that, or you know, um, the craziness of expecting things to change, but you're doing the same thing exactly every yep. time. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, yeah. It's like the definition of crazy is 
expecting something different from doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. 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 And yet I think a lot of times we, we do do that where, you know, we're into, oh, my God, I, I want a new job or I want this or that. But then you just continue at the same job or you're not working on your resume or you're not taking a class at night that will maybe, you know, point you in a new direction or, you know, you're just complaining. Yeah. <laughs> so. And really all it takes is that first tiny little step. It can be a decision, that commitment Megan was talking about or getting the app and starting it, you know, and and it'll snowball. Like, you'll gain momentum. You know, I started my business um, a long time ago, right? And I was cool with it being a hobby. I had no idea what a business really was. Like, I didn't know what to do to make it grow. But then when I decided to do that, I took a class. And that one tiny little class kind of, like, put all these little sparks in me and it just took off and I just kept learning and learning and learning. And, um, but it was that one tiny first little thing that, that started that journey. So you don't have yeah. to worry about like how you'll complete, you know, the whole thing or, or, you know, if your goal is big or lofty, you don't have to worry about knowing everything you'll be led. You just have to take the first step. Yeah. And to enjoy the little wins along the way. Because the destination sometimes, like we were talking about earlier, you, you know, you achieve some really huge goal and it feels good for 15 minutes and then you're like, okay, now what? You know? Yeah. P- people who run a marathon, they're done. They feel great. And then what do they do? They start training for another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, a lot of times you're, you're never quite done. <laughs> so. And and if you look at really high-level entrepreneurs, they're not doing it for the money. Like, I'll give you a really cool example. This guy, Elon Musk, he made billions through, he was a co-founder of PayPal. Uh, I think he did work with eBay and made so much freaking money. But that's not what he was after. And he really wanted to go into aerospace and he wanted to make electric cars really cool. And so he founded some other companies and they weren't doing very well. Like they needed huge cash infusions this just just to stay alive and he couldn't get all the funding that he needed from other people. And so he literally put every single dime that he'd ever made into those companies. And he had a wife and you know, he was worried that he'd be able to pay his rent and you know, he didn't want to have to fire all his people and and so he put all his money in there and you know, fought lawsuits from people and he really went through like such a huge crazy time but he did it because he loved what he was doing not because of what might happen in the future but because like that was his soul and he needed to keep his ideas alive and you know it turned out amazing like it turned out that a couple of years later he got a huge like billion dollar grant from the government to further his aerospace company and people started really buying his electric cars and you know, he's not totally out of the woods yet with that company, but, you know, he's doing it and he's loving it. And it's not about the money. It's not about the end or prestige or anything. It's just about how he wants to feel every day. And he wants to feel invigorated and excited and on the cutting edge. And I just think that that kind of story is is what is real. You know, he's a happy, fulfilled guy. He's not just sitting on a bunch of money and going to work every day just to go through the motions. And so that's what really inspires me. That's a great story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Having that passion. Mm-hmm. So, well, I I know there there is there's so much kind of dread and sometimes negativity about money that you know, maybe it's I think it's good for everybody to of course have goals for work and and money if they like but. You know, set a goal that has nothing to do with money and it just maybe has something to do with creativity or maybe you want to take a cooking class or do a – I'm actually thinking of maybe doing a, a cooking contest of some kind this year. I have a really good chicken chili recipe. And mm. like, what would that be like to go to like a, a chili cook-off somewhere and, and just to do it, you know, and just to see like what other people do and how intense some people can be and, and what's that process like. But nothing to do with money. It probably cost me 50 bucks to enter, but <laughs> just something fun, you know. So, yeah. 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 I, I just, um, I try not to put too much focus. The less focus I put on money, the the more there seems to be. 
I agree. And there's nothing wrong with wanting money. Like, money is awesome, and I've really enjoyed having it. <laughs> it's right. kind of a new thing for me. But um, but I was just as happy before as I am now. And mm-hmm. when I think about last year, like, I just wrote the best things of my 2014 in my business because I'm doing this cool workbook. And when I really thought about it and I sat down, I said, what is my favorite memory from last year? What is What would I write down as being the best part of 2014? And it was that I got to create so many things. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the money. And, yeah. and so if you want money, that's awesome, but it's not what's ultimately going to make you happy. It's just a way to make your ride a little bit more comfortable. So. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think some of my favorite things from 2014 had almost nothing to do with money. The My photography and this photo shoot I did at this old abandoned building in Connecticut, and it, it had meaning to me because I actually worked in that building one summer when my dad worked there for 11 years. And I ended up with like 56 pictures that were actually keepers. And I did really fun things with the color and black and white and and. I love it, and and that's my favorite thing. There's no money. I'm I'm never gonna win an award. I'm not. No one's gonna see them because I might have trespassed a little bit to take pictures, <laughs> so I can't post them online. But, um, uh, yeah, it was like so much fun, and I think it just made me my soul sing a little bit and blossom, and yeah. So that's awesome. Yep, felt good. Yay. So. so do you have any parting advice for people as they plan out their year or they try to pick their desired vibration? Well, um, you know, if, if you don't tend to write goals down, maybe try that as somebody who normally does not. And I had actually pretty good luck writing some things down and putting them out in the open. For me, they need to be kind of pasted on a wall. Um, but that worked well for me. And, and just that am I interested or am I committed and picking one thing and just trying the commitment thing, even if it's just for like a month Um, and, and use a tool, like use your phone. If you have a smartphone and you can get an app to help you stay on your goals, there's all sorts of like goal setting things and tracking things to help you stay, stay um, aligned. So I guess that would be a suggestion I have. How about you? Um, My suggestion would be, to try to pick a theme for at least a month, you know, like like what you're saying is try something and identify what that vibration feels like for you. And then every morning, sit with it for at least a minute. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, if you lose it, because we all know what it's like to feel really good and then all of a sudden something happens or you get a bad email and you're like, oh, man, the day is ruined. Yep. Pick <laughs> yourself back up. Put the coat back on. Put the cape back on. Put the cape on. (laughs) And claim your day. Like, really know that you have the power to choose what your life is like and how you feel during it, no matter what's happening on the outside. And just do that. And see what happens, because it's freaking magical. Yep. Yep. The universe is on your side. (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) are the universe. (laughs) You are it. You are the creator, so um, know what that's like. That's really cool to do. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, this was really fun, Rachel. I had a great time talking with you and sharing some stuff. I, I think a lot came out today. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So great. if you want to get a jump ahead on um, on this year's books, because we're doing some really yeah. special book clubs this year, um then you can get the book by Sonia Choquette about walking the Camino. And you can get Julia Sante's book. Um, the Last Frontier. Yeah. That's a, and that that's a meaty book. <laughs> but it's a beautiful book. And, and uh, there's a lot in there. And there's even a whole chapter about uh, if you want to connect with someone that you've lost and that's crossed over, She's got a whole chapter about how you can do that yourself and and how to set up your space and how to prepare yourself mentally and emotionally um, to to do that. So, yeah, really cool. Perfect. Yeah, so we'll talk more about those, obviously. But if you want to get a jump on on starting those, go for it. It's going to be super great. Yep. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Megan. I'm glad this year is off to such a great start, and I'm so excited about all we have planned. Yes, me too, Rachel. It's going to be an amazing year, and I'll get on my mom to make us a, a cape. And <laughs> And you know I'm not kidding about that. And she I embroiders know. too, so. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, right. so very good. Well, I will play the announcements, and um, you can learn all about the other shows we have on our network. And so ta-ta for today. Awesome. Talk to you next week. Okay. Hi, this is Karen Newman from the show About Oneness, and here's what's coming up on the Enlightenment Evolution Network 1 and 2, starting on Monday, January the 5th, until Sunday, January the 11th. Simply put, Rob Gauthier and founder of the EEN and the host of the show that started it all, the Enlightenment Evolution Hour has put together the greatest metaphysical radio network ever. Seven days a week, we have shows that will aid you on your path to enlightenment, evolution, and ascension on EEN1. On Mondays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, is Heart to Heart Talk Radio with your host, Daniel Scranton. Join Daniel and his featured guest, Discussing a wide variety of metaphysical topics, Daniel channels the creators, the Hathors, Ophelia the Fairy, Archangel Michael, and the latest, the Unicorn Collective. Daniel and his guests will take phone calls and questions, and it's sure to generate high-frequency discussions. You can find more about Daniel at his website, danielscranton.com, and also on Facebook. Go to the Events tab on Daniel's website to learn more about Daniel's upcoming events. Daniel's guest this Monday is special guest Rachel Archelaus. Rachel is a psychic artist and business coach for Lightworkers. She will discuss her journey, and she'll be taking your calls and questions, using her psychic gifts and practical wisdom to guide you. So be sure and call in and join the fun. On Tuesdays, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, please join hosts Megan Crandelmeyer and Rachel Archelaus for Radio Inspiration, Expression, and Abundance for their show, Soulfulpreneur. Spiritual business specialists Rachel and Megan will bring you inspiring conversations with people who are living their soul purpose. Frequent guests include psychic mediums, channelers, coaches, artists, and authors. They will end every show with psychic readings and business coaching. Your questions about your spiritual business or life purpose journey are welcome. On Wednesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, is the show that started it all, the Enlightenment Evolution Hour with host Rob Gauthier. Rob channels Treb on the first Wednesday of each month. He will take callers' questions on the third Wednesday and have special guests such as guest channelers and other metaphysical teachers. The other two Wednesdays are freestyle call-in shows to discuss whatever callers have on their minds. Tune in to Rob on Wednesday nights, and you can also find him at TrebChanneling.com and on Facebook at the Enlightenment Evolution Network group page. Rob has two special announcements. April 3rd to the 5th, 2015, spend three days with Treb and Ardeef in Asheville, North Carolina during the lunar eclipse. This is a three-day workshop on channeling. Only 30 spots available. And on September the 19th, Treb Channeling presents the Channel Panel, Awakening from Within. Channelers include Lee Harris, Sean Swanson, Daniel Scranton, Nora Harold, Randy Kennedy, Brad Johnson, Sean Randall, and Rob Gothier. This incredible live event is available in person and also on live stream. The cost of admission is $120 per day or $200 for both days, and on live stream, $50 and $100 for both days. Go to TrebChanneling.com to purchase tickets for this or any other of TrebChanneling.com events. Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Join host Philip Malika with the Consciousness Evolution Hour. Join Philip and his special guests and co-hosts as they discuss the shift, ascension, timelines, and metaphysical concepts in the fifth dimension. Find Philip at Consciousness Evolution 2.0 on Facebook and also on YouTube. On Friday, The Earth Experience with Kalina Angel, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. The Earth Experience explores our soul's expansion through our human experiences on Earth. Kalina will help you navigate and expand through the exciting confusions that we are manifesting as new 5D beings. On Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Victoria Vives Kyong hosts Earth Sky People Radio. Living in harmony with Mother Earth and awakening to an intergalactic society, bringing you to greater awareness regarding star seeds and extraterrestrial life, living in harmony with one another, with Mother Earth and with life beyond Earth, the transformative power of music, frequency, and sound, 
shamanism, ancestral wisdom, and the star nations, intentional communities, self-sustainable and regenerative living, the interstellar alliance of planet Earth becoming part of an intergalactic society, and much, much more. Victoria's guest on the 10th of January is Victoria Schrader, discussing Awakening Shotki. Shotki is she who cannot be contained, the radiant and sacred feminine life force that lives inside of all of us. Let us invite her back to her rightful place along the masculine in our bodies, in our relationships, and in the world. Lisa Schrader's website is awakeningshotkey.com. Remember to call in early for Q&A. On Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, is my show, About Oneness. About Oneness is a weekly radio program focused on celebrating the ongoing conscious awakening of our planet and our realization of oneness. Join me each week as I present a wide variety of guests, including authors, teachers, channelers, and holistic healers. You, the audience, are invited to call in, interact, and share your thoughts and questions. You can find more about me on my website, aboutoneness.com, and learn more about my upcoming guests, as well as see many videos of channelings and teachings. My guest on the 11th of January is Francesca Cassini, author of Waking the Lions. On EEN Network 2, on Saturday evenings, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, the Pied Piper and Texas Rebel hosting Disclosure Now. Disclosure Now is the On the Edge of Our Seats show that covers all things disclosure, from the world's most famous and obscure UFO cases to cryptozoology, conspiracies, and all things that go bump in the night. Pipe Piper started his journey in Michigan in 1993 as a preteen, seeing Bigfoot and never could get enough in investigating all things paranormal. Texas Rebel is a wild Texas man who loves the same journey and has studied these same things for years. Join them as they cover all things in the human experience that just cannot be explained by anyone. And remember, you never have to miss any show on the Enlightenment Evolution Network 1 or 2. All shows are available to listen to again immediately after they air on playback. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, the Enlightenment Evolution Network, and listen to all the shows again. All right, back to the show.